Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 382, Five Steps Toward a More Meaningful Holiday Season by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalist.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back to Optimal Living Daily, where I simply read to you from the very best blogs I can find to help you have a more meaningful life. And yes, I do make sure to have permission from the authors first. It's Tuesday. I didn't do Minimalist Monday yesterday because I read from a book, so I decided to push Minimalist Monday to today, especially because it might feel like a Monday for you if you had yesterday off from the holidays. So for this Minimalist Tuesday, I thought I'd read a holiday post from some of the most famous minimalists I know, The Minimalists. And now this one's interesting because it's actually an essay on their site, but it was taken straight from their book, Everything That Remains. And I'm actually working on that audiobook for them right now. This is the third audiobook I'm doing for them. So that works out really well for me. I get to work on their audiobook and this podcast at the same time. A little bit of cheating. So with that, let's hear this essay and also clip from the audiobook, Everything That Remains, which is not yet released. Hopefully it will be soon if I can get this done soon. And let's start optimizing your life. Five Steps Toward a More Meaningful Holiday Season by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalist.com The room is full, a bit cramped, the crowd filling their seats. It's snowing lightly through the half windows behind the stage, just a few flurries coating the sidewalks above this basement. The windows weep from the indoor heat. I turn on the microphone and look over the crowd, avoiding eye contact, which would just make me more nervous than I already am. I tend to get almost cataleptic in front of a microphone, and it takes a good two minutes before the room fades away, the way it does in movies, and I get my rhythm. And then when I get going, it's almost like I have an off-brand type of gustatory synesthesia, where I can almost taste the words before they exit my mouth, and then everything is just fine. I begin my spiel by telling a story about a child on Christmas morning. Fast forward a few weeks from now, Christmas Day, as little Andrew unwraps Optimus Prime and a grin breaks across his features when the large toy lights up and nearly comes to life, flashing and beeping and driving Andy's parents crazy. But in a few moments, Andy discards the toy and begins unwrapping the rest of his presents, extracting each box from under the tree, one by one, some long, some tall, some heavy, some light. Each box reveals a new toy, each shred of green and red wrapping paper, a flash of happiness. An hour later though, little Andy is crying hysterically. Based on his fits, this has undoubtedly been the worst Christmas ever. Sure, Andrew received many of the things on his list, but he's far more concerned with what he didn't receive. That Power Ranger he wanted, that video game system he was secretly hoping for, that new computer that all his friends are getting. The toys in front of him simply remind him of what he doesn't have. This sounds childish, I know, but don't we do the same thing? Don't we often look at the things around us and wish we had more? Don't we covet that new car, those new clothes, that new iPhone? Several people in the crowd are nodding with identification. What if Andy was happy with the toys in front of him? And what if we were too? I ask rhetorically. After a brief pause, Ryan jumps in. We are clearly in the throes of the holiday shopping season, he says, speaking through his handheld microphone. Take a look around. Malls are packed with herds of consumers. Storefronts are decorated in green and red. The jingly commercials are running nonstop. The holiday season has officially peaked its gigantic, mass-mediated noggin around the corner. 
It's here, and if we rely solely on billboards and store signage, then we might believe we have to participate. Retailers prepare months in advance for this, preparation that's meant to stimulate your insatiable desire to consume. Doorbuster sales, new products, gigantic two-page ads, TV, radio, print, billboards, sale, 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 early bird specials, one day only, get the best deal, act now, while supplies last. Joshua and I would, however, like to shed some light on this shopping holiday season. Each year around this time, we all feel that warm and fuzzy Christmas time nostalgia associated with the onset of winter. We break out the scarves and the gloves and the winter coats. We go ice skating and sledding and eat hearty meals with our extended families. We take days off from work and spend time with our loved ones and give thanks for the gift of life. The problem is that we've been conditioned to associate this joyous time of year, the mittens and decorations and the family activities, with purchasing material items. We train ourselves to believe that buying stuff is an inextricable part of Christmas. We all know, however, that the holidays needn't require gifts to be meaningful. Rather, this time of year is meaningful because of its true meaning, not the wrapped boxes we place under the tree. I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong or bad about gift giving during this time of year. However, when purchasing gifts becomes the focal point of the season, we lose focus on what's truly important. Instead of concentrating on holiday shopping, Ryan continues, I'd like to encourage you to take five steps toward a more meaningful Christmas altogether. Step one, avoid holiday doorbuster sales. Whether it's Black Friday or any of the subsequent big shopping weekends, it's best to stay inside. It's important to understand that consumption is an inquenchable thirst. Retailers and advertisers and manufacturers know this too well, and these sales are designed to take advantage of our insatiable desire to consume. Instead, support your local businesses, support the people in your community who are making a difference. Step two, gift your time. If you could receive only one Christmas present this year, what would it be? The answer for me is simple, time. The best present is presence. You see, the people I care about mean much more to me than a new pair of shoes or a shiny new gadget or even a certified pre-owned luxury car with a huge bow on top. And yet many of us attempt to give material items to make up for the time we don't spend with the people we love. I know, I did it for years, but possessions can't ever make up for lost time. The next time someone asks you what you want for Christmas, consider responding with, Your presence is the best present you can give me. Step three, gift experiences, not stuff. Here's an idea. What if you decided to gift only experiences this year? How much more memorable would your holidays be? Your experiences build and strengthen the bond between you and the people you care about. Some experiences worth gifting might include tickets to a concert or play, a home-cooked meal, breakfast in bed, a foot rub, a vacation together, watching a wintertime sunset sink into the horizon. Don't you think you'd find more value in these experiences than in material gifts? Don't you think your loved ones will find more value too? Step four, ask for better Christmas gifts. I'd be remiss if I didn't discuss the gift of giving, the gift of contribution. You see, the age-old apothem ends up being true. Tis better to give than to receive. A few months ago, I gave my birthday to Charity Water and raised more than $5,000 from friends and family to gift clean water to more than 250 people who didn't previously have access to it. Perhaps you can do the same this Christmas. Instead of gifts, you can ask people to donate to your favorite charity in your name. Wouldn't that feel better than a new necktie, pair of shoes, or piece of jewelry? Step five, we call this step Soup Kitchen Christmas. 
You can do what we're doing this year and donate your time to a local soup kitchen or homeless shelter or food bank or any place that needs volunteers. This year, Joshua and I will be in Vancouver during Christmas, where we and a local group of our readers will donate part of our Christmas day to a soup kitchen. We'll be able to really use our help during the holidays. You see, sometimes we have to contribute to help other people, but sometimes we need to contribute to help ourselves. When we step into our discomfort zones and contribute beyond ourselves, we grow, we experience the world in a different way, and we gain new perspectives from which to be thankful. Ryan pauses for a moment to let it all sink in. Two-thirds of the crowd is nodding with vigor. The other third looks skeptical. Ryan blinks hard from the stage lights and continues. If this all sounds a little preachy, I'm sorry. I am not here to preach to you. I'm not saying that you have to do or that you should do anything. The truth is that I know many of you are just like me. You're unhappy with the status quo, unhappy with what you're supposed to do with your life, just unhappy with the way things are, and so was I. But that's because I wasn't asking the right questions. You just listened to the post titled Five Steps Toward a More Meaningful Holiday Season by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalist.com. And again, that's technically me playing you an excerpt from the audiobook, Everything That Remains, which is not available yet. That's a little sneak preview for you. It should be released fairly soon, hopefully, but this is also an essay on the minimalist site. And that gives us our little minimalism fix since we didn't have Minimalist Monday yesterday. I can't believe it's almost the end of the year. On that note, I will be giving away another book. I already gave one away at midnight this morning, which had to do with yesterday's episode but another book giveaway is happening on the 1st of January, right at midnight of the new year. So if you wanna be a part of that, you just need to be on my weekly newsletter email list. It's really easy to join and it's free. Just come by oldpodcast.com and enter your email address. Or another way is just to text the word optimal to the number 44222. And that does it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with a post from Kristen Wong. I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.